Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. Welcome to Dilly Ding Dilly Dong, the Leicester Mercury's Leicester City podcast. I'm Rob Tanner. Joining me here in the King Power Stadium is James Sharp, and uh, hi, and before we uh, kick off, James, uh, just got a little message for uh, our listeners. Uh, and again, it's a free offer of free beer, beer52.com. If you want a crate of eight beers from around the world for just the cost of your postage packing, which is about five ninety-five, then check out beer52.com and use the special word Leicester to register. And once you register, you have the option of uh, receiving more beer from them in the future. Uh, but uh, check out beer52.com. Now, we're here today because it's a press conference pre-Chelsea, a massive game, so you'd think there'd be plenty to talk about about football itself, James, but uh, obviously you know, coming in off the back of a very busy transfer deadline day last week, it was the first opportunity to speak to manager Craig Shakespeare since the events, and there was plenty. In fact, we were told that we had to keep the press conference to a limited time yeah. because there was so much to discuss. So, Obviously, the hot topic at the moment, Adrian Silva, his future, it's up in the air, isn't it, in, in terms of uh, when he's going to be able to complete his move to Leicester City and become a Leicester City squad member. Um, FIFA is still withholding his registration, they're refusing to uh, release the international transfer certificate because Leicester City submitted uh, the information through their system 14 seconds after the deadline and they, they seem to have dug their heels in over this so what did Shakespeare have to say about Adrian Silva's situation? Well he, he said that he was in the same boat as a lot of us in terms of all the kind of legal and admin side of it is very confusing and even he admitted that he didn't he couldn't get his head around all of it um, but the simple fact of it is that um, he he won't be playing for Leicester um, until this is sorted. Um, and he said it's disappointing, really, because as we all think, this, this is a player, player's career we're talking about in a World Cup year. Leicester have just sold Drinkwater to Chelsea on the understanding that they would be getting Silver as, as a replacement. And now that isn't isn't the, well, well isn't the case in terms of him being able to play. Um, and he just said that he felt for the player, really, and I kind of agree with him. And he said, look, this is World Cup year and, he's not, he, and he can't play. Um, this is a player's kind of livelihood that we're, that we're talking about here. And for the sake of 14 seconds, whoever's fault this is, this is a player who, for the sake of that minute timescale, can't play football and can't earn his living and, and, and drive his way into, into a World Cup squad. So confusion reigns still a little bit and they're still trying to find out how best to go about resolving the situation but I think it's just confusion and disappointment all round really and he can't even train with his his new teammates now we understand he is a Leicester City player sporting club de Portugal issued a statement late last night um detailing the 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 financial package yeah they 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 have to release it because because they have to tell the stock market about the value of the transfer but then above and beyond that as well as releasing it to the stock market they 
felt like they were pushing left a little yeah, bit. Yeah, basically saying, this is how much you owe us, come on, pay up, sort of thing. And they also stated in there as well that as far as they were concerned, the transfer was complete. It was just a registration issue, which is Leicester's issue to get him registered. So he is, as far as they're concerned, a Leicester City player, and it looks like he is. Yeah, I don't, I don't think... I don't think Shakespeare's too... I think Shakespeare's happy with that. In this press conference, he said that... Um, he want, he wants he's, he's looked at him for a long time and he wants to welcome Adrian here with, with open arms and have him in the squad and have him, have him training and of course they want to have him playing but that that seems an issue, that is obviously an issue but he wants to welcome him with open arms he said so I think Shakespeare is, is happy with the decision with the with the fact that he is a Leicester player I think the issue now is probably he's going to be trying to persuade FIFA to to get that registration sorted. Yeah, we'll see what Leicester City do now. We're expecting them to appeal. Um, that is part of the process. Um, that they appeal the situation. The likelihood of that being overturned, we don't know. We literally don't know. We, we think there's some sort of precedent with John Guidetti's uh, loan from Man City to Celtic, but we don't know the full details of that move. And we don't even know the full details of Leicester City's yeah. tr- attempts to sign Silver. So we can't really preempt how FIFA will go on that. I mean, they did relent on Guidetti, but not... So far on silver. No, Shakespeare was, was kind of he was asked plenty of times in his press conference about this, and he was he was, he made a point of saying like we, we don't know we don't, like we don't know what's going to happen um, because we're not the, it's with the legal teams now to sort out, and they're going to have to leave it with them until a, until a decision is made. Um, but yeah, it's just it's just frustrating for the sake of fourteen seconds. And, well, one deal that did go through without a hitch on transfer deadline night was the £35 million move of Danny Drinkwater to Chelsea. And Danny is set to return to this very arena um, tomorrow with his new club. And uh, uh, he was he had quite a bit to say about Drinkwater, didn't he? About how the fact that um, he'd known for, for a bit that he was a bit unhappy here. And as soon as he put in that transfer request... You know, and, and Chelsea matched the valuation. There wasn't a lot they could do to keep him. Disappointed to lose him, key player, and, and all that in what has been a, the most successful period in the club's history. But wished him well. Yeah, it, it's disappointing. Not not just because of the fact that they've sold arguably the best midfield player and the guy they wanted to bring him to replace him isn't allowed to play. That aside, it's, I think it's a bit frustrating because of because of how it played out really um, Leicester were always saying they didn't want to sell him um, and uh, what Chelsea were offering was nowhere near what he was valued at as an England international and a key player in the Premier League winning side um, but as as Shakespeare said once the player makes it so clear that he does not want to be here anymore which he did so by re- uh, releasing his um, official transfer request days before the window closed once that happens, and then once you do get out of Chelsea the money that you want for him, it is very difficult to keep a player at the club, which they couldn't do, and eventually they got as much money as they could for him that they could. Disappointed to see him go because of how how crucial he is to this team and how influential he is. But, as they always say, that they are going to have to move on now and, and, and crack on with life without drinking water in the side. He's been so key for so long, but now they're going to have to find a way of getting that, getting through it without him. Well, he was asked uh, what sort of reaction he would get from the City fans when he returned. And he, he, we expect him to be a success. He hasn't played all season. I can't imagine him starting for Chelsea. Uh, and he basically said um, that it's not up to him to tell fans how to react. It's up to them to use their own individual feelings about the situation. So what do you think he's going to get as a reaction? 
Um, I I think it will be a, a largely positive one. I think what were we? We're over a week now since um, since the end of the transfer window, and yes, I know this. The dust is still not yet settled regarding silver, and that adds an extra sense of frustration to the fans. But I think time is now has passed enough for fans to know and realise that that he did play such a, a huge, crucial part in Leicester's successes, both in the Championship and in the Premier League. And I think the majority of fans will appreciate that and will give him a reception that matches that. However, I still feel this is football, after all, a very emotive subject. I still feel there will be a certain amount of fans that will give him a hard time because of the way it was handled, because of the way it was the late transfer request and how it was made clear that he didn't want to be here. And while, as far as we are concerned, he has been injured for that period of time, fans look at it and think, well, really, was he? That then adds to the frustration and may add into him getting um, a less than positive reception. But it is interesting that Shakespeare said... It's up to the fans. He could have urged. He could have urged the fans to give him a positive one, but he didn't. Yeah, in, in, interesting though that Ingolo Kante returned uh, last season with Chelsea, and he was a sub as well when he, mm. when he came. And uh, there was even some boos for, for Ingolo Kante now. Not many, no. not many, but there was some boos for, for Ingolo Kante. And but the majority of the crowd were pretty supportive of him. And that deal was done very early in the window. There was no shenanigans or anything involved in that. There was no transfer request. So. It will be interesting to see. Now, talking about another City player who wanted to leave in the transfer window but did not get his move, Riyad Mahrez. <laughs> Again, uh, Shaky was asked about that. and um, Even he didn't know where he was. No, he admitted he didn't know where he was when Mahrez left the Algerian Federation's training camp ahead of their uh, game against Zambia and uh, flew back to Europe somewhere. He assumed he was in an airport, but... Uh, um, so he tried to phone him, but he got an international dialing yes. code. <laughs> so uh, he didn't know what was going on, but uh, he said there was no problems with Mares back in the camp. He's in a good frame of mind. That's good to hear, isn't it? Yeah, it is very, very good to hear. And also, it's not unexpected either. I, I know there's been lots of, of statements made um, by attributed to Mares. Mares's agent led that, of course. Um, but he's not the kind of player who, despite wanting to leave and not getting his move, I don't we don't see Riyad being the kind of player that would down tools or throw a, a Mardi and, and not want to perform. He's the kind of lad that wants to play football. You've seen videos of him playing in the streets of Algeria with it barefooted, despite being a Premier League winner and a PFA Player of the Year. He just loves playing football, and we've seen already at the start of this this season how influential and creative he can be. Whether that was to try and get people to want to bid for him, we don't know, but. Riyad will, I'm sure, put everything in. And if he is to get a, a big move in January, then he's going to have to perform to the top, uh, to, to his top level. And that's only a good thing for Leicester because he's going to be trying to play at his best. So, yeah, brilliant that, that Shakespeare's spoken to him and he's going to be professionally committed, but that's not anything that I wouldn't have expected from him in the first well, place. We touched on this, didn't we, in the previous podcast, that yeah. you know, Mahrez now got to reflect on the fact that he's been left to to look a little bit silly by all this and yeah. nobody's coming for him except for Roman he must have been told by his representatives that somebody was coming in for him and they haven't so he must assess why why aren't they coming for him perhaps they, they believe that he's a bit of a one season wonder after his dramatic season in the title success and then following up last season with not being able to reach those heights again so it's in his interests it's in his interest to knuckle down and get on with it and reproduce his best form so uh, there was another lad that um, was a subject to a lot of speculation Dimari Gray and he was asked about Damari as well. Uh, £25 million uh, bid from Bournemouth rejected. 
and he's had a chat with Damari, and Damari's in a pretty good place as well, he says. So, would you, how, do you, how do you assess that situation with Damari Gray? Yeah, it's it's a difficult one, isn't it? Because Damari Gray is a very um, he's a very uh, he's a key, he, he wants to play as much as he can. He's very driven. Um, he wants to be on the big stage, performing, showing off his skills, um, and he's very he, he's very driven to do that. The problem he has, of course, is that he's got two excellent wingers in ahead of him in Riyad Mahrez and Mark Albrighton, who Mahrez, as we've seen before, and despite the fact he's not he didn't perform to his best last season, he is Leicester's along with Vardy is their match winner. He does things that no one else can do, and Mark Albrighton is exceptionally consistent at doing the job that he is asked to do. As well with Gray, when he does get the chance, there's a lot that he needs to work on. He's had his final products, decision-making, as we saw at Manchester United, still has a lot to be worked on. We've seen it in a few other games yeah, as well. Yeah, we have as well, yeah. And he needs to work on that and needs to be he needs to be mature enough to know that he is still young and there is a pecking order which he, he needs to bide his time. So I think he needs to... He's better off here. The clubs that he was linked with in the window, that's Everton, Tottenham, Borussia Dortmund, they've, all, they've got loads of wingers who you would argue are more technically gifted than Leicester. So he needs to, to, to stay here and learn his game, become more experienced, improve the areas he needs to improve, and then he will get his chance eventually. Yeah, Shakespeare did say that, didn't he? He wants to give him more game time and they'll try and reassure him of how important he is to the club. So we'll see what uh, what transpires with that. We expect a contract will get signed. I yeah, imagine he's in talks, contract. He? He's in talks, so imagine that will get sorted and he'll settle down because that's probably what he needs to do, just settle down now and get on with his career at Leicester City. Um, just thinking now, ahead of uh, Chelsea, the injury news. Yeah, we've got... Um, well, Vicentia Bora and Robert Hoof were uh, absentees for the Man United game, but there was some good news on them, although probably too early for tomorrow. Yeah, so it, it, it's good-ish news in the sense that they're both back. Um, Hoof's been out with it with an ankle problem and Bora with a groin issue. They're both back in training, Shakespeare says. However, they think it's too early for them to be to play a part against Chelsea. Both of them are lined up to play in the under-23s next week to get them back into into match fitness and back ready to for the rest of the season. So that, that, that's good-ish news. Um, Wes, he says, is, is fit. I know he's had, he's had a bit of niggling problems. There was a bit of news on Wes as well, wasn't there, about his international career? Yeah, well, Shakespeare, Shakespeare just assumed that he'd, he'd retired from international football, which... It's kind of slip, it's, it's missed everyone really. Well, no, always, no, 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 no one's really noticed. Nobody always, announced. It's always been um, it's always been a bit of a mainstay of the of the Jamaica side mm. to the point where he had he never had a break in the summer because he's always on international duty with Jamaica, and he hasn't been recently. And it's kind of slipped everyone by that he's not been on international duty. He was asked Shakespeare was asked whether he had um, retired, and Shakespeare just kind of said, "Well, I thought he had. Um, I, I, I'll have to check that, but." But then, he has. but then added that he'd probably jump on a plane straight away if they were playing at home in the Caribbean. Yes, exactly. So he's uh, Morgan is, is is fit and is likely to partner Harry Maguire, Alexander Dragovic, the new signing. He's here and been in training, so he's available and can offer competition. But quite unlikely that he'd get in ahead of Morgan and Maguire. Um, who else? Oh, Ian Acho, of course. Kelechi Ian Acho scored yeah. for Nigeria. Come on, off the bench as a sub, didn't he? So. He looks like he's on the on the way back as yeah, well. Yeah, so he's in contention. Interestingly, I thought Shakespeare said that he'd not played as many minutes that he thought he would do in international duty, which 
usually Premier League managers don't like their players playing internationals because it might help them into the game. But in the way around, Shakespeare was hoping he'd get some game time to get back up to to full speed. Scored off the bench. And so I think he's in contention. So imagine he'd be on the bench. Yeah, you'd imagine, imagine so, wouldn't you? That's good, that's good yeah. that Leicester have got him back and as an option because uh, he's got a record, he's excellent. So in, exciting to see him if he, if he gets on and hopefully he can um, he can uh, link up with Vardy as we saw in the 17 minutes when he made his debut in pre-season. So yeah, pre- pretty good news on, on the on the injury front. Well, that's great for because um, they're going to need all their options against Chelsea. Yeah. Strong side. Got Hazard's back for them yeah, as well. Yeah, as well. So it's going to be a tough one. They've had a couple of tough games already this season away at Arsenal and Man United, but there's something different about Leicester City on home soil and... Uh, Chelsea coming here, it's not always worked out for them in the past. Has fans it? will be riled up if Trinkwater's here, the fans will be ready yeah. to, to, show, to show him what he's missing. It's a mouth watering game. It's great that the international break's over now, we can get back to the Premier League action, although the next international break is only just around the corner as well. So, uh, looking forward to that. It's going to promise to be a, an interesting, fascinating game. Two of former Leicester players in the Chelsea uh, squad. Um, there was speculation they were interested in Jamie Vardy as well. Perhaps it would have been easier just and to change Morris. it. And Riyad Mahrez. Perhaps it would have been easier just to change their name to Leicester City. But um, yeah, we'll uh, check back on the Mercury website and our Facebook page for all the stories coming out of today's press conference and all the previews and build-up to um, the big game tomorrow. And uh, don't miss James' live blog throughout the game, throughout the afternoon on Mercury website. And uh, James will keep you up to date with all the events at the King Power Stadium. Uh, don't forget your beer as well at beer52.com. Uh, we'll see you again next time.